You are on the line, live on ESPN, 106.7 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports, 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Hour number one officially underway right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. Hope you're all doing well on this beautiful Monday afternoon here in Auburn and Opelika area. Sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky, and it's not too hot out there. It is supposed to get into like the 90s later on this week and maybe the weekend. I, I was hearing something around the 90s. Look, it's only May, folks. I understand June, July, August may be getting a little hot, but May, what is today, May 9th? Oh, 90s, unbelievable, but not today. Today is a beautiful day. Sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky. And I hope you're all doing well. I hope you all had a good weekend. Lots to talk about today, and a lot happened over the weekend. We've got a lot to cover here on the Monday edition of On the Line. If you want to call in, be a part of the show Give me a call, 334-321-1390, or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Anything you want to talk about that happened over the weekend or anything else that's on your mind in the sports world, give me a call. That's the number that'll put you through to me, 334-321-1390, or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Hope you all had a good weekend. A busy weekend here in Auburn with the Auburn Baseball Series at home. Graduation was this weekend over at Auburn University. So a lot going on in Auburn this weekend. So hope you had a good weekend. Hope you did some, um, you know, did some fun things, you know, hung out with the family or whatnot. But now it's Monday and we've got a lot to talk about in the sports world. So buckle in. We've got a great show on tap for you today. So, again, if you want to call in, be a part of the show, I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. We normally have two guests on Monday. Uh, We normally have a couple of guests. We normally have one in the first hour, one in the second hour. Unfortunately, today, both of them are not able to be here, so... It's just me today, so I apologize for no guest, but hopefully they will be back next week. Just They had some things going on. It happens. It's called life, right? Things happen, and you know what? They couldn't be here, and that's okay. We appreciate them coming on whenever they do. So hopefully next week, you know, next Monday, we'll get back into the swing of things. But just for today, it's just me, folks. I hope, hope you're okay with that. It's just me. But again, we have a lot to talk about, so let's jump right into it. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, the number to get to me, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. And 
I want to start out by talking about the Kentucky Derby, the best and most exciting two minutes in all of sports is what they say, right? And I think it is. It's up there. It's up there, no doubt. And growing up, the Kentucky Derby has been one of my favorite sporting events to watch all year long. I love the Kentucky Derby. I absolutely love it. I lived in Kentucky for a little bit, and, you know, obviously it's really big up there. But, you know, you know, not a ton of people down here, I feel like, are, are super excited about it. But I love the Kentucky Derby. I really, really do. I, I think it's a special event. You know, the stars show out, and they show up for the event. You've got all the women wearing their crazy-looking hats, and, you know, in the crazy colors and all of that. And look, I know that they build this thing up for like 10 hours for two minutes of race time. I get that. But those two minutes, everybody is watching. Everybody is standing still and watching to see what's going to happen. Millions and millions and millions of dollars are placed on this race, betting-wise. Millions of dollars have gone into the horses that are running on the track. I mean, it's unbelievable just to think of the historical aspect of the Kentucky Derby and what it means to the people that are involved. And look, I love the Kentucky Derby. I really do. I love watching it. I love, you know, being, you know, I just love watching it and being a part of it as a fan because it's so much fun. When the race finally starts, it's on, right? It's on and everybody's locked in. Everybody's focused for two minutes. That's it. And then it's over. And then they talk about it for another two or three hours afterwards. But it's just unbelievable how much fun the Kentucky Derby is to me. And, of course, this year, it was unbelievable. It was a historic finish. One of the most historic finishes in the Derby's history. At 80-1 to 1 odds, Rich Strike comes back, comes from behind, and wins the Kentucky Derby. If you didn't watch it or you didn't see the video, I highly recommend that you go and find the video. As they're coming around the fourth turn and they're coming down the home stretch, Rich Strike is the horse's name. He was, I mean, this horse was three-fourths of the way back in the pack and then all of a sudden just turns it on and just goes and bobs and weaves up through all the other horses and just hits another gear and just takes off and passes everybody and wins right there at the finish line. 80 to 1 odds, Rich Strike wins the Kentucky Derby. The announcers didn't even know the horse was coming up. They were focused on the two horses out front, and then Rich Strike comes out of nowhere, passes them both, and wins the Kentucky Derby. Unbelievable. The world was just in shock. And it was so cool to watch, man. Those are the types of moments. That's why I watch the Kentucky Derby. That's why so many people watch the Kentucky Derby. And, I mean, this is probably the first time we've ever talked about horse racing on this show. So when we get the opportunity, why not do it, right? The Kentucky Derby is one of the biggest sporting events all all year long, not even season, all year long in the sports world. And... I think it's really cool to talk about. We're not going to go super deep into it just because, you know, there's not a whole lot to dive in here. But the historic finish was just unbelievable. Again, if you didn't watch it or you didn't see the video, I highly recommend that you go and look it up. It was just an unbelievable finish. 
a come-from-behind victory coming down the home stretch, and a horse that was not supposed to be anywhere near the front and just comes out of nowhere, hits another gear, another level like I've never seen, and passes everybody and wins it right at the finish line. Unbelievable finish in the Kentucky Derby. Do you watch the Derby? I'm curious. Do you? I don't really know how many people in this area are big on the Kentucky Derby. I feel like it's not a lot, but at the same time, you never really know, right? So... Do you watch the Kentucky Derby? Did you watch the Kentucky Derby? Uh, why do you watch it? Why do you not watch it? Is it just not something you're interested in? I want to hear from you. Let me know. And where I'm going with this is there was a tweet on Twitter, obviously, about the Kentucky Derby from the one and only Mississippi State head football coach, Mike Leach. You know, he's very active on Twitter. For those of you that, that keep up on social media, he's very active on Twitter, and he likes to tweet out things that's on his mind. He's a very outspoken person, especially on social media, which that's just a new era of where we're at technology-wise and coaching-wise in college football. You can have coaches like Mike Leach who are very outspoken on social media, and it's okay. And he is. He is definitely out there. He posts some jokes and stuff like that and posts what's on his mind. He is one of those people who he is outspoken, he has a platform, and he's going to use it, and that's Twitter. And what was interesting was he tweeted about the Kentucky Derby. And here's what he said. He said he tweeted it out yesterday. This is Mike Leach's tweet as of yesterday. That horse winning the Kentucky Derby today is a good example of why an expanded college football playoff is needed. That horse hadn't won all the races leading up, but it got its chance, and that's what happened. So that's what Mike Leach had to say, not just about the Kentucky Derby, but he related it to college football and was talking about the college football playoff and saying that it needs to... Excuse me, I'm sorry. He said it needs to be expanded to let other teams in because even if they haven't done enough necessarily to be in the top four, if it's expanded, that team just needs one shot. That's what he's talking about when it comes to the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. He's saying it hadn't won any of its races leading up to the Kentucky Derby because that's not the only race of the year. He's saying that That horse had not won any other race all year long, but yet on the biggest stage in the biggest race of the year, he got his chance and the jockey and the horse, they won the biggest race all year long. And what he's saying, Mike Leach, he compared it to college football and said, look, the playoff needs to be expanded. Mike Leach said the playoff needs to be expanded. So even if a team maybe doesn't win their conference championship game or maybe isn't undefeated, but they're good enough to maybe be in an 8- or 12-team playoff, maybe they get their chance and then they turn it on and they beat everybody and they win. Kind of like Rich Strike turned it on down the home stretch and beat everybody to win. That's what Mike Leach is saying. And it's interesting. It's an interesting point. And there's no doubt that he is an advocate for an expanded college football playoff. He's very outspoken about that. He's made it known that that's where he is, as are a lot of other coaches. And that's totally fine. But he's relating it to the Kentucky Derby. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting 
way to take that conversation because the playoff, you know, the playoff discussion has kind of dwindled out a little bit, right? You don't hear people talk about it a whole lot right now, especially with all of the NIL stuff going on. The playoff expansion, you know, especially when they said, hey, we're not expanding it right now. Because they came out a little, you know, a little while ago, you know, however long, I forget now, but they came out and said, yeah, we're not extending it right now. We're going to finish out the contract that we have, which is four teams. But Mike Leach, who is very well known, very well respected, very well liked in the college football landscape, he says it needs to be expanded. He says other teams need a shot to get in because they don't have to be the best all season long, but if the team is good enough to at least get a shot, then they may go on and win. How do, what do you think about that? How do you feel about these comments? What do you think about a college football playoff expansion? Do you think it's, it's good at four teams? Do you think it needs to go to eight teams, 12 teams, 16 teams? How, many, how much expansion do you think it needs? Do you think it's okay at four? I think it's an interesting conversation And I would love to hear from you, the listener, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Call in. Give me your thoughts about what Mike Leach said comparing the Kentucky Derby horse race winner, um, comparing that to the college football playoff. He says it needs to be expanded. I would love to hear from you and what you have to say about that, what you would have to say about just the playoff in general. Do you think it needs to be expanded? I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. It's an interesting conversation, right? And here's my initial thoughts on this, I guess. The playoff was a good idea because the BCS was broken right? The BCS was not okay. It was not doing what it needed to do when it came to picking teams to play in the national championship game. Obviously, it was broken. The playoff then came along. You've got four teams. It's worked out so far, but people complain because it's the quote-unquote same four teams every year that make the playoff. Well, when you look at it, in the history of the college football playoff, which I know it hasn't been super long, but in the history of the college football playoff, no, not one single year have all four teams made it in two years. Does that make sense? There's never been, a, there's never been two playoffs with the exact same four teams as there was another year. So there's always been somebody different. Yes, I understand that Alabama's there a lot. They've, they've been in every one, I think. I understand that Clemson's been in most of them. I understand that those teams are there. I get that. But they're also just good. They're also just better than everybody else. So an expanded playoff's not going to change that. And people want the playoff to be expanded so more teams get in. And I saw something on Twitter, and it makes sense. And somebody said, people want an expanded playoff until their team gets matched up with Alabama round one. Then they're going to be like, well, you know, then they're going to play Alabama and they're going to be a lesser team because the playoff is going to be expanded. It's going to be a lesser team, a lower ranked team, and more than likely right now, a team like Alabama is going to beat a team like that. 
Not every time. I get that. Not every time. But a lot more times than not. And then that team and their fans or whatever, they're going to be mad because we had to, oh, we had to play Alabama. You see what I'm saying? There's so many, you know, there's so many ways out or excuses, if you will, about the playoff needing to be expanded. But I think there are some good ramifications about the playoff being expanded as well. There's, there's some good things to it, and there's some bad things to it. There are. There, there's, I can see both sides. And I think it was smart for them to say, look, let's finish out the contract, because they are under contract with the four-team playoff. I think it's like another two or three years. I could be wrong, but I think it's another two to three years. And I think that was the right decision. I really, really do. I think that was the right decision to make. We have a phone call. Let me take that. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to On The Line. Please stay tuned as we take this phone call. You may get involved as well. Call 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, had a phone call. We're going to get him on the air. You can call in as well, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Daniel's on line one. Welcome in. Thank you, Jacob. I'm doing very, very good today. As I speak to you, my feet are in the sand, the sun is on my skin, and it's just a great day here in Orange Beach. Orange Beach. Good for you, brother. What you got for me, man? You know, I'm sorry to interrupt the college football playoff discussion because it's a very interesting one and definitely one that needs to be had. But I just cannot go any longer without talking about our Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins, absolutely. The way they have completely flipped this series on its head, taken all the momentum to end the game five tomorrow night in Raleigh, I'm very excited. Well, me too, man. Look, not everybody cares about hockey, and I understand that, especially in this area. But look, if you listen to the show, any of our listeners, you know I love hockey. And the Bruins, the Boston Bruins, they went down 0-2. They were on the road at Carolina. They come home to Boston, and they win two back-to-back by multiple goals in each game. And like you said, game five now in Raleigh tomorrow night. So lots going on in the hockey world. Playoffs have been fantastic, but the Boston Bruins, look, I didn't know if they were going to be able to do it, but here they are. They've turned the series around, and they're back in business. They are. And, you know, I really feel like whoever wins game five is going to win the series. But the fact that I feel like for the Bruins now, there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. Wednesday night, when they got beat 5-1, there was no light. It was all dark. And I thought that the series was going to be over by the end of the week. But no. You know, there's at least two more games. It's at least going to be a six-game series, which is more than a lot of people had the Bruins getting. So the fact that there's a chance that they get out of the first round is great. Oh, no doubt. After game one, I, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I was really worried about after game one in the Boston Bruins and how they played, but they've turned it around. I agree. I think game five obviously is a pivotal game. It's a must win. Daniel, we're up against a break. I appreciate the call, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, Jacob. 
That was Daniel here on the line. If you want to call in about anything going on in the sports world, if you want to call in uh, and continue our conversation about expanding or not to expand the college football playoff, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's take our first break of hour number one. You're listening to the Monday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. We've got a few more minutes before we head to the bottom of the hour break. As you heard in that last commercial, you heard it right. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck right here on ESPN 106.7 from 4 to 6 p.m. all week this week, all week long, Monday through Friday. They are giving away tickets to the Kenny Chesney concert in Atlanta. Uh, All you got to do is listen in between four and six. And at some point during their show, they're going to prompt you and say, hey, call in now and you can win some Kenny Chesney tickets. That's an awesome, that's an awesome thing they've got going on the drive. The show right after me here on ESPN. So fantastic what they're doing. I know they're excited to, to be giving those tickets away. So make sure you tune in to the drive. Stay tuned right after me. They're from 4 to 6 on the same station, so all you got to do is stay tuned, and they'll give you the prompt to call in. And some people are going to win some tickets to Kenny Chesney. That's pretty awesome. So great thing they've got going on the drive from 4 to 6 with Dan and Bill right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. We've got a few more minutes before we head to the three, or excuse me, the two thirty break, and want to continue this playoff expansion conversation because it's interesting. And like I said, it hasn't really been brought up a whole lot recently, just because of all of the NIL stuff. But and what brought it up was Mike Leach tweeting after the Kentucky Derby because. A long shot horse came from behind to win the Kentucky Derby. And he said, he basically related it to this is why, you know, like basically this was a prime example of why the college football playoff should be expanded to more teams. He didn't give a specific number, but he said it should be expanded outside of four. And look, as I was saying before we had a phone call, I think it's the right decision to leave it at four as of right now. But then, you know, there's, there's different ways to, you know, to look at this and everybody's got different opinions. Everybody has their own ways. We have another phone call. Let me take that real quick. We'll be right back and get them on the air. Thanks for listening to on the line. Please stay tuned. As we take this phone call, you may get involved as well. Call 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And we're back. We had a phone call. Let's get him on the air. 334-321-1390. Matt from Auburn. Welcome in. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Um, I was just curious on your thoughts on this. So college football, is the only, the only, well, excuse me, D1 FBS is the only sport that has a four-team playoff. Every other sport has more teams in their playoff bracket than college football. And what makes D1 FBS football 
special. I think it makes it – it's special because they want to be special. Yeah, I think it's the best answer for that, Matt, to be honest with you. You're right, though. I mean, you know, if you look across professional sports and a lot of college sports, they have massive tournaments and stuff like that. I mean, I think college football, they, they want to be different because they know they can be. Yeah, that's not a bad answer. I just – I don't know. I feel like – I mean – there's lots of teams, the Cinderella story coming, making a run, and then the coaches get promoted to a better, bigger program, and players get drafted because of their performance. And I don't know, there's a lot, a lot more things that could happen if there, if there's a larger opportunity for teams to to compete for a championship. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right. You know, you look at college basketball and in the NCAA tournament, something like that. You're exactly right. You see Cinderella stories. You see coaches. You're 100% right about that. You see coaches get hired and get their name out there. You get players who get their names out there. Um, but at the same time, how often do those Cinderella stories actually go on and, and, and win it all, right? And I'm not saying that the, the NCAA tournament and the college football playoff are identical because obviously they're two separate beasts. But you know, when it comes to an expansion, those are great points. So I, I assume, Matt, that you want a college football expansion, playoff expansion. I, I'd like it. I understand the argument, and I respect the argument for it to be for or the BCS, because I do like the exclusive, being exclusive. But I also feel like there would be a lot more eyes on it, and the product would be better if there are more teams in it, as well as more opportunities for players to get their name out there and show what they have on a national program those people don't even watch a pac-12 and if there's a pac-12 or two pac-12 teams in it people would watch it and the players more yeah no i mean those are great points you're i mean i nothing you said was wrong i think those are great points for an expanded college football playoff matt we're up against a break i appreciate the call man anytime that was Matt here on the line. You could call in as well and be a part of the show. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. We appreciate the call, Matt. We are up against a break here in about 15 seconds. So we appreciate the call here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Look, those are great points he brought up. You know, when you have an expanded playoffs, you know, more teams are going to get some recognition. And like he said, the Pac-12 schools, not that the Pac-12 has been the best conference in the last couple of years, but if a team like Oregon gets in as a five or six seed, you know, people are going to see that team play. More guys are going to get exposure. I get it. I get it. And even if it was a, a wider expansion with more teams than that, Coaches get their name out there. Players get their name out there as well. Those are all positives for an expanded college football playoff. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Monday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. 30 minutes into hour number one here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. Continuing on a little bit with our um, college football playoff expansion conversation uh, because it has become a little bit more relevant today in the news, in the sports news, if you will. 
And uh, if you want to call in, we've had a couple callers today, and you know I love hearing from all of you, the listeners, and I want to hear what your thoughts on everything is when it comes to college football playoff as it is right now. Uh, Do you want to see it expanded? Do you think it should not be expanded? If anybody out there thinks that we should go back to the BCS system, anything about this i would love to hear from you i I just want to hear your thoughts you know how i am when we talk about stuff like this i just want to hear everybody's thoughts i i don't i'm not going to judge i'm not going to tell you you're right or wrong because it's all opinion based at this point and i just want to hear what you think is the best option i want to hear what your thoughts are because almost every single time somebody calls in they bring up something and they bring up a point that i haven't even thought about or you know, it, or I have thought about but forgot about, or they bring up a good point or a good argument, and I love that. That's why, that's why I do this. That's really why I'm here, because I want to get you involved, and I want to hear all of the different opinions and all of the different viewpoints, because I think it's awesome, and you, you get to look at things in such a better way. So all of this talk, college football playoff expansion, we're talking about this because Mike Leach had a tweet saying, basically saying the playoff needs to be expanded. <laughs> he, he related it to the Kentucky Derby with the horse coming from behind to win the Derby, who was a long shot, shouldn't have even been uh, anywhere near the front. He came all the way back to win. And Mike Leach, the Mississippi State head football coach, he tweeted out and said, this is why or that's a reason why the playoff should be expanded. What are your thoughts on all of this? 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. That's the number to put you through to me right here on the Monday edition of On the Line. And the question that I want to pose to you on top of those other things, anything you, you know, if you, how do you feel about the playoff? It, should it be expanded? Should it not? All of that, right? If you want to call in and, and talk to me about that, I would love to hear from you. But to add on to that just a little bit, the question I want to pose is if the playoff were to, the college football playoff, that is, if it were to be expanded, if it were to be expanded, how would the SEC? be affected by it would the sec benefit from the college football playoff being expanded or would it hurt the sec if the college football playoff was expanded and then also would auburn be benefited or would auburn be hurt by the college football playoff being expanded that's the questions i want to pose and kind of answer and talk about here in this segment if you want to call in about those as well i want to hear what you have to say How will the SEC be affected if the college football playoff is expanded? And how will Auburn be affected if the college football playoff is expanded? Give me a call, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's talk about Auburn and then let's talk about the SEC. So, okay, look, let's just be honest. Chances are in, in the next few years, the playoff is going to be expanded. I think it's coming. You know, they talked about, they've already said, we're not, we're not doing it right now. But I think college football playoff, the college football playoff is going to be expanded. I, I think it's just, it's just a matter of time. And when that happens, and no matter how many teams they expand it to, whether it's 8 or 12 or 16 or whatever it's going to be, it's going to change things, obviously. And so how will Auburn be affected by this? How will Auburn football be affected by this? Well, let's just be honest. As of right now, 
I think it's going to help Auburn. I think it would help Auburn if the college football playoff was expanded to more teams. Because, for obvious reasons, right now Auburn's not going to be a top four team in the country. They're just not. They're not going to be there right now. They're not going to be there in the next couple of years. Now, three, four, and five years from now, could Auburn be there? Sure, absolutely. They could if they, you know, if they, could, if they get the recruiting back up and running where it needs to be, if Brian Harson and this coaching staff can do what I think they can do and they can start getting some dudes in here, right? I think Auburn can be a top four team in the next four to five, six years. But as of right now, in the next two to three to four years, if the playoff were to be expanded, I mean, I think that's going to help Auburn, right? That's going to help Auburn because let's say it's expanded to 12 teams, okay? Let's just say for whatever. Let's just say it's expanded to 12 teams. All Auburn has to do is be a top 12 team in the country to make a playoff and then have a chance to win it all, right? That's, I mean, that helps Auburn. That way you don't have to be a top four team. You All you have to be is a top 12 team. And being in the SEC, that's pretty difficult. Especially being in the SEC West because Auburn has to play so many tough teams. So in my opinion, I think an expanded college football playoff would help Auburn tremendously. Tremendously. Especially right now with the situation that the football program is in right now. And so then you relate that to the SEC as a whole. This was where it kind of gets a little iffy. If the college football playoff is expanded, is that going to help or hurt the SEC as a conference? Because think about it right now. Even as a four-team playoff, the SEC is still getting two in. The SEC is getting half already with Alabama and Georgia. They are at least getting one. Every single year, the SEC right now is going to have at least one team in there. Between Alabama and Georgia, one of those two teams are going to be in the playoff. And with the situation that Alabama and Georgia are in right now as programs, there's a good shot that both of them are going to be in the playoff for the next couple of years. So when that playoff, if it gets expanded, and again, let's just use the reference of 12 teams. We can use eight, whatever. It doesn't matter. I guess it kind of does. But... Let's just use 12. If you have a 12-team playoff, you already have two that are going to get it. If it goes to 12, two are going to get in 100%. Alabama and Georgia will be in the playoff no matter what, as, you know, as long as they have good seasons. If, as long as they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to get in to a 12-team playoff. So there's your two. And then all you have to do is get another team in the top 12, which could be Texas A&M. Could be Auburn, could be LSU, maybe, maybe. Texas A&M, I think Arkansas possibly to sneak in, right? I think an expanded playoff would only benefit the SEC. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. It would only benefit the SEC. I don't think it's going to hurt the SEC. That's what I meant by that statement. I think it would help the SEC. And then people are going to be so mad because they're already mad that the SEC gets half the teams in there, right? People are already mad that Alabama and Georgia make the college football playoff. 
But now, if they are to expand it, they're really going to be mad because the SEC is going to get even more teams in. But I think at the same time, if they expand the playoffs, I think they're going to put some type of, of restrictions in there to where one of two options. A, it's going to be a restriction to where at least one team per Power 5 conference would have to be in there, plus you have to have you know a group of five and that type of thing. Either that type of restriction or... I guess that would be like a rule. A restriction would be, you know, a certain conferences, you know, you can only have so many teams per conference, right? So something like out of a 12-team playoff, the max a conference can send is three, right? I don't know if they would do that. I think the first option would be the one where you have to have at least one team per power five. You have to have one team, you know, from the group of five and something like that. I think that would be the route they would go versus limiting how many teams a conference can send, right? I think the first option would be the one that they would go with versus the other one, but you never really know. And so with an expanded playoff, look, people are going to be really mad and they're really going to hate the SEC even more than they already do. If you're not part of the SEC, you hate the SEC because the conference is so good at everything they do right the conference is so good at everything they do but but here's an interesting point as well greg sankey came out today and made a comment and said we're good we don't want an expansion we don't need an expansion we're doing just fine with four teams we're doing just fine that's what greg sankey said today he was asked about it and he said we're good we don't need to expand and he's kind of right right he's kind of right because there's already four teams and half of them are the SEC. So why would the expansion, why would they want to expand? Why would they want to expand? And that kind of goes against kind of what I was just saying. You know, I think it would benefit the SEC, but at the same time, it very well could hurt them. Very well could hurt them because of that first option I was talking about where I think they were going to have rules to where you know, all Power Five conferences, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, and SEC, they all have to have at least one. And then you're going to have to have a team from the AAC. Then you're going to have to have a team from, you know, the Mountain West or something like that. There are Those types of rules are going to be put in place, which means the SEC is going to lose out. If that happens, the SEC is going to lose out. And so Greg Sankey coming out and saying – we don't really need an expansion. We're doing just fine. Makes sense, doesn't it? Makes sense to me. And that's, you know, makes sense when you really think about it and you put it that way. Why would you want an expansion when you're already dominating what's in place? Because obviously the SEC wants to dominate in everything they do. And the Southeastern Conference is doing just that. They're dominating a four-team playoff right now. They get half of it every time. And their teams are winning the national championship. So why would you want an expansion? Now, if you're a fan of a team like Texas A&M, you want an expansion because as of right now, your program hasn't proved that it can be a top-four team at the end of the year. It hasn't proven that yet. And that's just a fact. Hasn't proven that yet. You want that expanded playoff to give yourself a chance to get in. But at the same time, if you get in, you still got to beat the best teams to win. You still got to beat the best teams to win. 
Just because they expand it and just because you got in doesn't mean that you're just ultimately a better team than you were yesterday because you're in the playoff. You've still got to beat good teams. You've still got to beat really, really good teams to have a chance to win it all. So again, there's so many different, you know, as a lot of the things we talk about, there's so many different angles here, and there's so many different variables to consider when you think about expanding the college football playoff. And so what do you think? I want to hear from you, the listeners. What do you think about it? I want to hear from you, 334-321-1390, or toll-free at 888-382-7502. I've got a phone call. Let's take that real quick, and I'll get them on the air. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to On The Line. Please stay tuned as we take this phone call. You may get involved as well. Call 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And we're back from the phone call. We're going to get them on the air at 334-321-1390. Steal a mic. Welcome in. Hey, guys. I, I, I know you've been talking about the playoff and expansion possibilities and all that. I... I'm in favor of expansion. I don't want to see it to be over-expanded just because of TV, but you know that's going to play into it. But You're 100% um, right. I, I think an 18 playoff, to me, makes the most sense. It still allows a team who may improve throughout the season, starts off with a loss or something, you know, and they, they, they really start to show improvement. Uh, but maybe they wouldn't normally get in because they're kind of behind some other teams that were ahead of them from the beginning of the season. They they still have that op- opportunity to get in there and make some noise. Um, I've always thought that conference champions deserve at least a shot, whether they get run out the stadium or not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, I do think we need to compress, and I think it's coming just from the signs of the times, but I, I, I would like to see a little bit of a compression of the number of Division One conferences, especially on that upper tier. I don't know what it's called at some point, uh, but like the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, throw in a couple of, I don't know, whoever's left because <laughs> there's there's so much movement going on. But, right. uh, I'd like to see the champions of those conferences have a shot to, to represent because they've done something throughout the season to earn it and obviously won their conference championship game. And then there'll be, you know, there's some, a couple of out, you know, at large bids that are deserving, uh, which, you know, there's always going to be some, you know, some uh, back and forth about that. But that's what makes it keeps that part of the game interesting, you know, from a media standpoint. Yeah. Because you still got arguments going on, regardless whether it's four or eight, um, or even in the old BCS system, that, was that third team, I think, uh, 04 Auburn, or mm-hmm. and there's other teams, you know, in there uh, that. I think 04 Auburn was probably the 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 reason why we went to a four team playoff. To be honest with you, just because of you know it, they deserved a shot, and so um, and probably was the most. That's the one you could have had a big argument for. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And so uh, I'd like to see eight teams. I don't want to see twelve or sixteen or anything like that. You know, my, my cousin played in the Southern Conference at Furman. They won. Uh, they went to the National Championship one of the years he was there. You know, and it's a 16-team playoff, and it works good for them, but I don't I don't think it would work really. I don't think it's a good idea for Division One um, or whatever we're calling it these days. Um, 
but I would like to see an eight team no more than that. Uh, but I'm I'm fearful that it'll be twelve uh, or ten or something because of television. Yeah, well, well, you know how it is. Television, I mean, the the money in television, it runs it all. Steeler, right, we're up against a break. When we come all back, man, I'm, I'm going to address your phone call. I appreciate it, man. That was Steeler Mike here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and I'm going to break down his phone call. Again, a lot of great points. He's 100% right on a lot of things he talked about. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one. You're listening to the Monday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Hope you're all doing well. We've got about three more minutes before we head to our final break of hour number one before we get started for hour number two. Big thank you to Steeler Mike for calling in during the last segment. I want to break down his phone call. If you want to call in as well, be a part of the show. We're talking about the college football playoff uh, expansion conversation as Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach tweeted out saying that it needed to be expanded uh, so some other teams can get a shot at making a run when maybe when maybe they're not you know one of the top four teams but maybe you know an eight or twelfth team in, in, in a in, you know in a tournament style setting and he thinks it should be expanded for that reason to give other teams a shot to make a run and look Steeler Mike appreciate the call he called in and made a couple great points and it, he was talking about you know if it gets expanded he would like to see an eight team playoff and he thinks that you know conference champions should get you know, an automatic bid. That's that's what I was alluding to. I, di- I didn't think about the conference champions, but that's what I was alluding to when I was talking about if they do expand it, I think they will have some type of guarantee to where, you know, each Power 5 conference gets a team in. I definitely think it would be the conference champion. That that would make the most sense, right? You know, SEC conference champion, you go to the, you go to the college football playoff. Same thing with all the Power 5 schools. I would think same thing with, like, the AAC those types of, of conferences would get their conference championship winner would go and be an automatic qualifying bid in the college football playoffs, sort of like you see in the NCAA tournament for men's college basketball. I think that would definitely be something that they would work on. Uh, he said he did not want to see a 12-team or even a 16-team playoff just because he thinks it would be too much. And, you know, You know, it's an interesting thing to look at because, yeah, it it does seem like a lot, right? A 16-team playoff seems like a lot of college football teams in a a tournament-style setting, right? It it seems like that would be a little much. The NFL doesn't even do that much. I I mean, they have it on each side, you know, but they don't have just – one big bracket but they may the playoff may have it spread out or broken up that way too I don't really know you know what I mean so it's kind of weird to look at but let's just be honest he was talking about TV deals he's a hundred percent right that's where it's going and that will be the driving force and the driving factor in all of this I promise you they're not worried about what you think they're not worried about what I think let's be honest they slightly care what it's what the fans who don't want an expansion think, but at the same time, they're doing the, you know, college football in the minds and the brains behind it. All of their decisions are made based off of one singular thing. You know what it is it's that money. 
If it makes money, they're going to do it. If it makes them even more money, they're going to do it. Money's going to drive it. The more games they can get, the more money they make, they're going to do it. Hour number one officially in the books. Stick around. Hour number two coming up. You're listening to On the Line. You are On the Line. Live on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Monday, May 9th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well on this beautiful Monday afternoon here in Auburn, Alabama. Sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful out there, folks. Hope you had a great weekend. Hour number one officially in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two officially underway right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all had a great weekend. And uh, yeah. It's a great Monday, man. Very excited to be here. Very blessed to be here, as always. Uh, Today, I officially started my full-time job here at Auburn Networks. Very excited uh, to be here full-time. I'm done with school. I will graduate in August and officially started my first full day here at Auburn Networks. So really excited to be here. Really excited for this opportunity. Of course, I have this show on the line. I'm still doing uh, play-by-play and controlling the Lee Scott Sports Network. Obviously, they are off right now, but I'll pick that back up in the fall for football season. So really excited for that. Running a lot of social media stuff here and a whole lot more. So really excited for that as uh, today is my first day of my, uh, of my full-time job here at Auburn Network. So really excited. My, my first job post-school. It's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, time flies. Time flies. But I'm really excited, really grateful uh, to be here. And I'm glad that you, have, uh, that you have decided to join me as well here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Hour number one was fantastic if you missed any of it. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded immediately following today's show. So make sure you go and find the podcast if you missed any of our number one. Lots of college football playoff expansion conversation. We'll continue that here at our number two. But again, if you missed any of our number one or any of our previous shows, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded right there. You can find any of our previous shows and today's show as well. If you want to call in, be a part of the show. We've had quite a few callers today. I'd love for you to call in as well. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Anything on your mind in the sports world. If you want to call in, be a part of the show. If you have something to say about a topic we're talking about, I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 
or toll free at 888-382-7502. That's the number to put you through to me. I'll get your name. We'll put you on the air. And uh, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about, sports-related, of course. So give me a call. I'd love to hear from you here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Let's start hour number two, like we always do, with Making Headlines. Making Headlines. So making headlines here on Monday, May 9th, 2022. And didn't really talk about it in hour number one, but we will talk about it right now. Auburn baseball hosted Arkansas this weekend. A big series in the SEC West. A big top 25 matchup at Plainsman Park. And look, Auburn baseball, I mean, they did exactly what I told them to do, right? They did exactly what I told them to do. Last weekend against Tennessee, what'd they do? I said, get one win against three in three games. Get one win against Tennessee. That's what they did. This past weekend, I said, look, it's Arkansas. You just need one win, right? Between the Tennessee and the Arkansas series, I said, go two and four. Get two wins out of six games and you're going to be okay. That's what they did. They did it. 100%. They did it. They took one game against Tennessee, and then over the weekend, Auburn baseball took one game against Arkansas as a top 25 matchup went down at Plainsman Park. Friday night, Auburn baseball lost 11-8. to A lot of runs scored in that one, and Auburn, they were leading, and then they, you know, they gave it up, and they tried to come back and couldn't do so. Auburn was up 5 nothing in this game after four innings, folks. They were up 5 nothing. They gave up two in the fifth, so it was 5-2. to two. They put on another run. It was 6-2 to two going into the sixth, and then Arkansas scored two in the sixth, four in the seventh, and three in the eighth. Auburn put on two in the eighth as well, but it wasn't enough, and Arkansas takes the 11-8 to eight victory on Friday night. On Saturday, Auburn gets another Saturday victory, 5-3 to three over Arkansas, And you look at the box score, it was tied up at one after two. Auburn put on another run in the third to make it 2-1. Arkansas tied it in the fifth. Each team scored a run in the seventh. And then Auburn was able to score two runs in the bottom of the eighth. And Auburn gets the 5-3 victory. Uh, Carson Swilling gets the win for Auburn. And uh, look, big-time win for Auburn. They win the Saturday game. You go into Sunday, and Auburn loses the series finale 7-4. to And Auburn, again, jumped out to a 2-0 lead after the first inning. Then they gave up 2 in the second and 3 in the third. So a 5-2 score. Auburn scored 1 in the bottom of the third to make it 5-3. to But then they didn't score again until the ninth inning. Arkansas just kind of consistently put on a couple of runs, and they win 7-4 to in the series finale. So Arkansas takes the series 2-1. to But Auburn picks up a win they did what they needed to do they picked up a win against Arkansas and now when you look at their record they're 32 and 16 overall 13 and 11 in conference play so they're still two games above 500 in conference play and they've got two very manageable series left on the schedule they have Alabama at home this weekend and then they travel to Kentucky next weekend so when you're looking at it Auburn's in a really good spot. They are in a really, really good spot, Auburn baseball is. And when you look at, again, when you look at this Alabama team, they are struggling. Okay, they are. They are. They have been struggling as of late because, I mean, they just have. The Alabama baseball team has not been doing what they 
what they were doing. You know, this team has kind of bounced back and forth in and out of the top 25, uh, but not really, not in the past couple of weeks. They have definitely been on the downslope when you look at this Alabama baseball team. They're 10 and 14 in conference play. Uh, you know, Auburn's two games above, Alabama's four games below. The weekend before, they got swept at South Carolina. And then this weekend, this past weekend, they, uh, they lose a series against LSU. So, you know, they, they didn't get swept. They, only, they went one and two in that series against LSU. And so now they have to come to Auburn and then they go to Arkansas. This Alabama team is entering a rough stretch uh, down, you know, as the season comes to a close. So Auburn's in a great spot when you look at it. Auburn's in a great spot to do some really good things. Again, they're 13-11 and 11 in conference play. You've got Alabama, who is struggling to win a game in an SEC series. And then you have Kentucky, who is near the bottom of the SEC East standings. So Auburn's in a fantastic spot. They are still in position to host a regional, folks. They can host a regional. How big would that be for this Auburn baseball team to host a regional in the NCAA tournament? Fantastic. I think Auburn baseball is doing just fine. If they can get some of their injuries uh, taken care of on the pitching staff, we'll see if that can you know help this team down the stretch. I look for Auburn to just keep on grinding, keep on winning games. You got through the tough stretch of your schedule. You've got some easier series down the stretch, but don't let up. Don't let up if you're Auburn baseball because – you still got to take care of business, and you do not want to drop, you know, silly games against Alabama and Kentucky if you can help it. So go in, get your business done, and let's go on and host a regional if you're Auburn baseball. Moving on with making headlines, not just Auburn baseball was in action this weekend, but Auburn softball was as well. They were on the road at Tennessee. Their Friday night game got postponed due to weather. Uh, up there in Knoxville but then they were able to uh, get some games in over the weekend on Saturday they lost five to two against Tennessee and then the the next game they lost seven to four and then on Sunday they lost three to one so this team got swept over the weekend Auburn did Auburn softball got swept against Tennessee we normally have Jacob Hillman on of the Auburn Sports Network Uh, he is out sick so he is not able to be on with us today we normally have him on to break down what happened in baseball and softball but again he is not able to come on today so uh, hopefully we can talk uh, with with him or someone else later on in the week to try to figure out what happened you know against Tennessee I did not get to watch any of the games I saw the scores but I didn't really get to keep up with it or anything so All I know is getting swept on the road at Tennessee. That's not what you want to see if you're Auburn softball. But according to the website, Tennessee is ranked number 14 in the country. So I know Auburn's still ranked. Last time I looked, it was 18 or 19. So look, this was not a series that you needed to be swept in. You know, coming off a good series win against Georgia, you go on the road and you get swept at Tennessee in your final home or your final series of the of the season of the regular season yeah that was it that was the last that was the last series of the of the regular season for this Auburn softball team SEC tournament is on deck they start on Wednesday at 1 30 uh, against Missouri down in Gainesville the SEC tournament is in Gainesville Florida this year and so Auburn softball will play Missouri in their first game of the SEC tournament so we'll see how that goes we will keep up with them as best as we can as they are now entering SEC tournament play is Auburn softball. Moving on with making headlines, 
The Kentucky Derby was on Saturday. It's the first Saturday in May every single year. And what a fantastic race it was. I love the Kentucky Derby. It's one of my favorite events all year long. There's so much hype around it, and then all it is is two minutes, and I love all two minutes of it. A lot of people, you know, are like, why do they talk about it for eight to ten hours for a two-minute race? Because they can. (laughs) Because they can. I think it's impressive when you ask me. If you're able to talk about something for ten hours, you're able to talk about a two-minute race for ten hours, that's pretty impressive if you ask me. That's extremely impressive. So I love the Kentucky Derby. It's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of history, a lot of tradition, and at the end of the day, it's just a fantastic sporting event. All of the stars show up. The outfits are crazy looking. The race is actually super intense. The announcers are fantastic. Everything about the event is just so cool to me. I love the Kentucky Derby, and this year exceeded expectations more than any race I can really think of in history because of the historic finish that we got to see right at the end of the Kentucky Derby. What a fantastic race that it was. And again, I said it in the first hour, if you didn't watch the Derby or you haven't seen the video of the historic finish, you need to go and watch it because it was awesome. Rich Strike is the horse that won. And at 80 to 1 odds, which means this horse had no business winning the Kentucky Derby. He comes from behind on the home stretch. He's about three-fourths of the way back in the pack. On the home stretch, he just kicks it into high gear. The jockey just, you know, gives him a little nudge, and he takes off, bobs and weaves up through the horses, and passes the leaders right at the very end and takes the Kentucky Derby, takes the Roses, and just an unbelievable finish. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. Fantastic. Just watch the whole race. It's two minutes long. That's all you got to do. Watch the race. It's two minutes. It was so much fun. This horse was so far back. And then just, I don't even know. It's like it, you know, I don't even know. It just kicked into a whole nother gear, just decided, I don't care if I feel my legs or not. I'm going to take off and run. And that's exactly what it did. Fantastic race. Fantastic finish. I highly recommend you go watch it if you haven't. The Kentucky Derby. It's one of my favorite events to watch every single year. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's fantastic. And I recommend that you watch it every year. Take two minutes and watch it. You ain't got to watch all the all the pre-race stuff because there's a lot of it, and there's a lot of fluff. I'll be really honest. There's a lot of fluff. But the race itself, it's really cool. If you could sit down for about 30 minutes and watch as they walk out the horses and they announce everything and then they get in, and what I love is that, you know, they walk out their horses, they walk around, and they put them in the, you know, in the, the gate. I don't know the technical name for it, but the big long gate with all the horses in it And they get them in there, and as soon as they get them in there, as soon as the last horse is locked in, bam, they're off. They open the door, and everybody takes off. And I love it. It's just like that. It's just off and running, literally. So uh, it's one of my favorite events. I love it. You can tell. I love the Kentucky Derby. It's so much fun. And again, if you haven't seen the historic finish that happened yesterday, please, yeah, yeah, or over the weekend, it was on Saturday, go watch it. I highly recommend you will not be disappointed. Moving on with making headlines, we've got a couple more things before we head to our first break of hour number one. The NBA playoffs continue to go, and we've got some fantastic series going on in the NBA playoffs. Same thing with the NHL. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But starting with Friday night, 
the Philadelphia 76ers. They were down 2-0 against Miami. They went home. They win their first game of the second round against Miami, 99-79. to And they take or they, they get back into the series a little bit, 1-2. And then the second game of the night, on Friday night this was, Dallas was also down 2-0 to the Phoenix Suns as the series went back to Dallas. And they get their first win of the series as well, 103-94. to And then you move on to Saturday, and you had a 1-1 series, and now... The Milwaukee Bucks, they took a 2-1, they took a 2-1 series lead on Saturday, 103 to 101 in Milwaukee. Game four is in Milwaukee as well. So the Bucks have a real good chance to go up 3-1 against Boston on their home floor. They win 103 to 101. The nightcap on Saturday, the Golden State Warriors, they take a 2-1 series lead over Memphis, 142 to 112. That may be the most points we've seen all postseason long, 142. That's a lot. That's a lot of points in this playoffs because you look at some of the other scores. I mean, teams are teams are struggling to score the basketball. Look at the Friday night game, Philadelphia and Miami, 99 to 79. That's insane. And then you have the Warriors who scored 142. That I mean, that's that's just an offensive surge on Saturday night. The Warriors go up 2-1 against the Memphis Grizzlies. Then you look at the games that happened yesterday. Game 4 between Phoenix and Dallas. The Mavericks tie it up 2-2. Heading back to Phoenix for game five. They win 111-101. to And the Philadelphia 76ers, they did the same thing. They even their series up as well. They are tied at two with the Miami Heat. They win game four, 116-108. to That series for game five, heading back to Miami. Also in some NBA news, uh, Nikola Jokic was voted as your NBA regular season MVP. And fans are not happy. They are not happy that the Joker won the MVP award. Most people said it should have been Joel Embiid. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. But at the same time, I think both of them are deserving. And so I'm okay with it, honestly. I'm okay with Jokic being the MVP because of how good he is. I think it should have been Joel Embiid just because I think this season he has brought more to the 76ers than what the Joker has, and Joker's his nickname, what the Joker has brought to, to, to Denver. But both guys are very well deserving. And how crazy is it that the big man, two of them, two of the best centers in the NBA were fighting for the MVP award. No guards, no small forwards. It was two centers in the NBA fighting for the MVP award. Maybe that... Um, Maybe that bodes well for Walker Kessler. Maybe he can try to get in and adapt his game to like those guys did, and maybe he will be competing for an MVP award one day. You never know. I think, obviously, he has a lot of work to do to get to that point, but I think Walker Kessler could get there. I think he could. Do I think he will? I don't think so, but he could. I think he's got to put on some weight. I think he's got to develop a shot because those guys can step out and knock down the three. But at the same time, if you look at the Philadelphia and Miami series, now that Joel Embiid is back, he wasn't there for games one and two, and Miami won. They were up 2-0. Joel Embiid came back after he broke his face and some concussions. He comes back. Yes, he can shoot the three ball, but he stands down low, and he's such a threat down low that the defense has to swarm him and stay on him, and so that leaves open everybody else. And you look at the shooters on that team. James Harden has really started to come to his true form on this Philadelphia team, 
and they have to pay so much attention to, jo- to Joel Embiid that everybody else can do whatever they want to do, and they're normally going to be wide open. With that being said, Walker Kessler can become that person in the NBA. I just think it's cool that in the NBA, two guys that are fighting for the MVP were both centers. I think that's that shows where the game is right now. That shows where the NBA is at right now when it comes to talent and what's successful in the NBA. Let's take our first break of hour number two. If you want to call in, being part of the show, get involved. I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Monday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central, Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. We've got about six more minutes before we head to the bottom of the hour break. If you want to call in, be a part of the show, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Anything on your mind in the sports world, if you want to call in and pitch your idea about a college football playoff expansion, do you think it needs to be expanded? Do you think it's fine with four teams? Do you think we should go back to the BCS system? What do you think? We've had this conversation going on today here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Give me a call. I'd love to hear your opinion, and I'd love to hear your point of view and why you think it should or should not be expanded, the college football playoff from four teams. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. And, look, I'm going to ask this question. You know, It's kind of the same general question, and we bring it up because Mike Leach, the Mississippi State head football coach, he tweeted out about the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, we talked about it. You know, the the horse that won the Kentucky Derby was an 80 to 1 odds, which means had no business winning the Kentucky Derby at all. Had not won any of the previous races leading up to the Kentucky Derby. But yet was there and came back to win and got the, got his shot, the horse and the jockey got their shot. And they took advantage, and they won the Kentucky Derby. And Mike Leach tweeted out and said, this is a prime example of why the college football playoff should be expanded. So teams can get in, other teams can get in, and get their shot. Maybe teams that are making their stride a little bit later in the season. We had a caller call in and say that. That makes sense, right? Maybe a team that takes an early season loss, maybe even early season two losses, but then comes roaring back near the end of the year and really becomes one of the best teams in college football. Remember that 2017 Auburn team? That was one of them. That was one of them. If they win that SEC championship, they're in, right? But at the same, you know, at the same time, if there's a different example like that of a team that has two losses early but then really turns it on and becomes one of the best teams in college football come early December, late November, Should they get in or should they not because they already have two losses? And when you look at the college football season and the college football regular season, look at how it's formed. Look at how it's shaped. You can afford one loss. That's what you get. You get one loss. 
And it better be a good loss. Better be a good one. Because if you lose a second one, you're borderline out. You're borderline out at this point. You get one loss. And again, it better be a good one. And if you lose two, it better be it better be a Hail Mary at the end against a ranked team or something like that. Because if you have two losses, it's so hard to get back, right? It's so hard to get back up to where you have the the respect and the relevancy to make a playoff now. But if it's expanded, the playoff is expanded, that won't necessarily be the case. But is that good for college football? Is that good for the playoff? These are all questions that are legitimate questions. These are all questions that have to be answered. And they have to be determined. They have to be thought about and talked about and debated because what is truly best? There's lots of different points of view. What's your point of view? What's your point of view? I want to hear from you. What do you think? Do you think the playoff being expanded would help college football? Do you think it would help the SEC? Ultimately, do you think it would help Auburn? Do you think the playoff being expanded would help Auburn? I think it would. I think it would help Auburn. I'm still, I'm still flipping back and forth on whether I think it would truly help or hurt the SEC as a conference. Because Greg Sankey came out today, obviously SEC commissioner, he was asked a question about what he thinks about the playoff expansion, and he says, we don't need it. We don't want it. Because we're already dominating it. We're already doing what we got to do. There's four teams that make it, and we're getting two of them every year. We're not going to do any better than that. If it expands to 12 teams, we're not going to get six. If it expands to eight, we're not going to get four. If you know, if it expands to, or however many, if it expands to 16, we're not going to get eight, right? We're not going to get half when you expand it. So why would the SEC want the playoff to expand? But at the same time, if it expands, I think the SEC could probably pick up another team. I think they could probably pick up another team. Somebody that, you know, Alabama and Georgia are going to be there. But you could get a team that makes a good run, Texas A&M, LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, something like that. Maybe maybe a dark horse at Ole Miss or Mississippi State, Florida on a year or two, Tennessee maybe, I don't know, right? There's options there. So I think the expansion for the SEC, you may get another team in, but to Greg Sankey's point, you're not going to dominate it anymore. And that's what the SEC wants. They want to dominate because they know they're better than everybody else. So why would they want to expand it? Greg Sankey's 100% right. And from his point of view, as the head of the SEC, he's got, I mean, he's, he's got a fair point. I agree with him on that point. I wouldn't want it expanded either if I was him. SEC's got a, a perfect marriage going on right now. They're doing everything right. And they've got, I mean, they've got gold right now. They're dominating the system. They get the most coverage. They get the most publicity. And their teams are winning national championships. An expanded college football playoff is not going to help that. Let's take a break. We'll come back. You're listening to the Monday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. 
Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. 30 more minutes left here on the Monday edition of On the Line. If you've missed any of today's show, just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded immediately following today's show. You can go and listen back to today's show or any of our other show or any of my other shows, I guess. And you can go find those wherever you get your podcast. Just search On the Line. Again, wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a great show so far. It's really flown by, has it not? We've got 30 minutes left here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Make sure you stay tuned right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. It's The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck from 4 to 6. And all week long on their show, at some point during the the two-hour show, they're going to prompt you to call. And one lucky winner is going to win Kenny Chesney tickets to his show in Atlanta. How exciting is that? That's so cool that they're being able to do that this week. So make sure you listen from 4 to 6 to The Drive. They're giving away Kenny Chesney tickets to the Here and Now Tour. He is coming to Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So make sure you stay tuned. They will prompt you at some point during the show. You don't know when it is. got to be listening and paying attention. Because at some point during their show... They are going to prompt you, and you get to call in. One lucky winner is going to win Kenny Chesty tickets in Atlanta. So make sure you stay tuned for the drive from 4 to 6 and uh, see if you can win you some Kenny Chesty tickets. That'd be pretty cool. But 30 more minutes left in my show here on the line. And an interesting conversation to have is I saw something on social media yesterday or today I think it was like I think it was posted yesterday but I saw it today and some of the week one college football betting lines are out and I want to look at these and just see what they are predicting for some of the matchups in college football during week one as of right now and I want to look at the betting lines not necessarily for the actual betting aspect of it but just to see what they're predicting right now out in Vegas because Those guys know what they're doing. Vegas knows what's up. They know what they're doing. They're very good at their jobs. And I just want to see what they're looking at and see what we're looking at matchup-wise and what they're predicting right now for some of the biggest games in week one of the 2022 college football season. If you want to call in and chime in about anything we've talked about today, about this segment, or about anything else going on in the sports world, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Those numbers again, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Those are the numbers to put you through to me. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, hear what you have to say about anything on your mind in the sports world or anything we've talked about here on the Monday edition of On the Line. But some of the some of the betting lines so far for some uh, some of the games in college football during Week One, Alabama obviously big favorite over Utah State. That's not really you know not really something we're looking at. Arkansas and Cincinnati. What a fantastic matchup this is Week One. Obviously Cincinnati coming off of a college football playoff berth and they lost a lot of people off that team they lost literally their best offensive player and their best defensive player and and then some obviously Desmond Ritter their their quarterback so 
I mean, look, Cincinnati, I, I look, I love Cincinnati, okay? I lived in Ohio for a long time, and I love the Cincinnati area. I love UC, the school, and I, I, I'm very proud to say I'm a Cincinnati fan because I had a lot of friends that went there, still do go there. I love the school. I love the area, right? Very happy and proud to see the Cincinnati made the college football playoff as a non-Power 5 school. But this, this year is probably going to be a down year for them. Let's just be honest. It's probably going to be a down year for the Cincinnati Bearcats team. And they open up week one against Arkansas. It's still a fantastic matchup, though, right? They open up against Arkansas, who I think is going to be a, sl- a sneaky good sleeper team in the SEC West, okay? Watch out for Arkansas. I don't think they're getting enough hype. They're getting some, but I don't think it's enough. I think this Arkansas team is really good. I think you could see them be second or third in the SEC West. I really do. I think you could see them be second or third. Alabama, I think, will win or will finish first. But I could see Arkansas being second or third in the West. I really could. And starting out week one, they are currently eight-point favorites against Cincinnati. So a little bit more than a touchdown favorite against the Bearcats. I like Arkansas to win by more than that. I really do. As long as they're ready to go, I like Arkansas to win this game maybe double digits. Honestly, that's just my thought process right now. Look, it's still May 9th. We have four months until football season, so a lot of things can change, a lot to happen until we get there. But just looking at it right now on paper, I think Arkansas can win this game easily. I like Arkansas to win I could see them winning by 10 points. I really could. I could see Arkansas winning the same by 10 points. But that's a fantastic matchup week one, Arkansas and Cincinnati. That's It's an exciting matchup. It's a different matchup, right? It's different. It's not your typical week one matchup. And we've seen these types of games uh, over the last couple of years with random teams, you know, neutral site or even home and homes type thing. I'm not sure where this one is I'm not sure where this game is I don't know if it's at one of their schools or if it is at neutral side I'm about to look it up but I mean how you know that just that matchup does not seem right I mean that's a weird matchup but I like it Arkansas and Cincinnati in week one and let's see if I can find where it's gonna be let's see let's see let's see if I can find it I'm pulling it up on ESPN right now again I don't know if they schedule like a home and home it's at Arkansas okay it's at Arkansas this year so I would assume that next year they would be at Cincinnati so oh definitely if it's at Arkansas give me Arkansas by 10 points at least I like Arkansas right now to win that game against Cincinnati at home week one absolutely some other games Florida versus Utah. I think this is a big game, too. And again, we're talking about some week one games in college football just because some of the betting lines came out. I know we're still four months away from football season, but some of the betting lines are already out, and I'm sure these will change as time goes on. But hey, we've got a little sneak peek of what we might see in football season. I'm going to talk about it because it's exciting. We're doing everything we can to survive until football season comes back, right? I know it's a struggle, but we're trying, and we can do any anything we can do to talk about football, we're going to do it, I promise. So another big matchup, week one, Florida and Utah. And I'll tell you what, it's a pick em right now, according to Vegas, which means pick one. <laughs> there's, no, there's no favorite. They are right down the middle. Pick a team. And that's it. That's all you can do. You can't bet on on the point spread. You can't bet nothing. Pick a team. Who do you think is going to win? Pick one. And 
a lot of people from what I'm reading are really high on this Utah team. They're really high on this Utah team. And why not? Look at how they performed in the Rose Bowl last year against Ohio State. I mean, they, they showed up and showed out, right? They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They showed up, did their thing, impressed the entire country. And I'm pretty sure that they're bringing mostly everybody back on that team. I could see Utah winning this game. Why not? What's Florida got that Utah can't compete with? What's Florida got right now that scares people, right? What does Florida have right now that, that puts a fear in people when you have to play them? I don't really know if they have a whole lot like that right now. I just, I'm not sure if they have that right now. I think in the next couple of years, I think they're going to be really good, Florida will. I think Florida's going to be extremely good in the next couple of years. But I don't know if this year is going to be it, right? And starting out week one, if Utah's got the more experience and Utah's bringing back most of their guys, I could see Utah winning this game. I don't know who you pick right here. Again, it's hard to pick this far out. But I will say this. When the public is really, really hot and heavy on one team, Fade the public. Go the other way. That's what I always say. Fade the public. Because more times than not, the public gets it wrong. And what I mean by that is when all of the, when everybody's saying, oh, yeah, this team's going to win, this team's going to win, how many times is it the other team that wins, right? Obviously, when it's not like an obvious choice, when it's, like a, when it's a close matchup like this, but so many people are on one side, just go the other way because why not? So a lot of people are picking Utah. Who knows, though? I don't even want to make a pick because I don't know. We're four months away. I'm confident that Arkansas beats Cincinnati, but Utah and Florida, who knows? Like, who knows, right? It's it's too early. But just look at some of the betting lines that have been released. Georgia and Oregon, this is an interesting one. This game is being played in Atlanta, so Georgia home game, basically. And we're all intrigued by this matchup. You know why. You know why. The Oregon Ducks coming to play an SEC team. Who's going to be their quarterback? More than likely, it's going to be Bo Nix. Obviously, Auburn transfer. T transfers to Oregon. He's not. He hasn't been named their starter yet, but he's not going to transfer to a school like Oregon. They're not going to have him transfer in if he's not going to be QB1. Let's just be honest. Bo Nix is going to be QB1 for Oregon on September 3rd when they face off against Georgia in Atlanta. For game one of the college football season. That's that's a huge matchup. That's a big matchup. And this Georgia team, as you all know, just lost a ton of talent to the NFL draft. Especially on the defensive side of the football. Mostly on the defensive side of the football. What can Oregon do? What can Bo Nix do? Could you imagine? We talked about this before. Could you imagine if Bo Nix goes out and just torches Georgia? Not that I'm not saying he will. But could you imagine if he went out and had the game of his life against Georgia and the offense is just clicking at Oregon and they put up 40 points or something? You know what I'm saying? Something crazy like that? Oh, man. This area would lose their minds. They would be so mad. <laughs> they would be so mad. But when you, look at the, when you look at the betting lines, Georgia is currently a 15-point favorite. They're favored to win by 15 points. That's two touchdowns. They've got Georgia winning by two touchdowns. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Do you think Georgia beats Oregon by two touchdowns or more? As of right now, as it stands in May, do you think that Georgia beats Oregon by two touchdowns? I don't know. Again, 
I know it's early, and I, I know it's early, and I know it's tough to make that call right now, but that's a heavy – that's what it opened up as. It opened up as Georgia by two touchdowns. That's a lot. I don't know if I agree with that. What about you? Give me a call, 334-321-1390, or toll-free at 888-382-7502. I just don't know right now. I think once we get closer to time, obviously we'll be able to make a better decision, but – I just don't know if Georgia beats Oregon in week one by double, by two touchdowns. They might. They may have just that much talent difference to where they beat Oregon by two touchdowns. But at the same time, they lost a lot of talent. They lost a lot of defensive talent, Georgia did, to the NFL draft. How long is it going to take them? They've got talent to replace it, but how long is it going to take them to, to blend and gel and be back to an elite-style defense it takes time, right? It takes a little bit of time. And when you play game one against a top-tier opponent, it can be tough. It's good for your team, I think, but it can also be tough. But at the same time, we're talking about that college football playoff expansion. A game like this, Georgia versus Oregon, you can lose this game and it'd be okay because it's not in conference. It's game one and how many times do we see a game like this where the two teams face off and then 10 weeks later when the season's wrapping up, the teams we saw in week one are completely different than what you're seeing in rivalry week in, in the last game of the season. They're two different teams at that point, right? The, you know, Auburn, Oregon a couple years ago, those two teams were completely different at the end of the season than they were in that game. This will be the same situation. Georgia and Oregon, you know, Georgia's favored by 15. Whether they win or lose – they're going to be okay. Same thing with Oregon. They're going to be okay. And so that's the opening line right now. Georgia minus 15 against Oregon in game one. I don't know. It seems like a lot to me, but at the same time, we know we know the talent differential between Georgia and Oregon. That is obvious. We know that. We know that Georgia has the dudes compared to Oregon. But can Bo Nix get the starting job, and can he – can he do something against that Georgia defense? Can the offense at Oregon click enough to beat Georgia? We're going to find out. Obviously, we are going to talk about this a lot more once football season gets closer, but I think it's interesting to at least look at and see what the betting lines are as of right now, just to see. We're four months away. I just wanted to see what it was, what your thoughts about it were, and see if you had seen these lines yet. I think it's interesting to at least look and see what Vegas is thinking four months out. And I also want to see how much is going to change between now and then. We're just going to have to wait and find out. Let's take our final break here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Stay tuned. We're going to come back and wrap up hour number two. You're listening to On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Hope you're all doing well on this Monday afternoon. It's been a great show. Hopefully you have enjoyed it as well. If you missed any of today's show, just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded immediately following today's show. So make sure you go and find the On The Line podcast, again, wherever you get your podcast. Also, make sure you stay tuned right after my show. It'll be The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. And they will be, all week long, they will be giving away Kenny Chesney tickets during their show. You just have to listen in between 4 and 6 p.m. 
That's their show time. You listen in during their show, and at some point they're going to prompt you to call, and a lucky winner is going to win some Kenny Chesney tickets to the Here and Now Tour in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So you don't know when it's going to be. I don't know either. You just gotta, you just gotta wait and see. You gotta listen in and make sure you're paying attention because at some point they're gonna prompt you to call. So they're giving away Kenny Chesney tickets all week long. So that's really exciting. Glad they're being able to do that. So make sure you stay tuned for the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck right here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. It's been a great show. We've talked a lot about uh, the Kentucky Derby. We've talked about college football playoff expansion conversations because that's kind of been a hotter topic around the sports world today. Of course, with Mike Leach, Mississippi State's head coach, giving his comments. Uh, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, giving his comments as well. So that's been a big conversation. We had some great calls in the first hour, uh, people giving their takes and their points of view on what they think should happen with the college football playoff expansion. I posed a couple questions about what do you think about the college football playoff? Do you think it should be expanded? Do you think it should stay where it is? Do you think we should go back to a BCS-type system? And then also, if the playoff is expanded, do you think that's going to help or hurt Auburn? Do you think it's going to help or hurt the SEC? And do you think it's going to help or hurt college football? What do you think? That's, been, that's really been the theme today here on the Monday edition of On the Line. And look, I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of kind of what I think, just as of right now, because, you know, I've thought about it, but I haven't, I haven't really, like, dove into it yet. And I think I'm, I think I'm going to. I think I, you know, I, think I plan on, on really diving into this topic and this subject and really trying to figure out where I truly stand on it and... What's great about this show and what's great about when you call in is you all give me so much good information and so many different viewpoints and so many different perspectives in areas that I don't even think about at times because there's so much to think about. Same thing with the NIL conversation. You know, everybody's always called in and says, well, what about this? And I was like, that's a great point, right? And that's what's great about doing this show and and listening to what you all have to say. So thank you so much for calling in and always being a part of the show. But I really want to take all of these points and put them all together and and almost make like a pros and cons list, literally almost make like a pros and cons list of, you know, the, the benefits of the playoff expanding versus the cons of the playoff expanding for college football, because there's obviously, I think there's a lot of both sides. There's a lot of good for the playoff expanding. More teams get in. There's more games to watch. There's more excitement for the fans, right? But at the same time, more teams get in. So not as good teams are also going to be in it. So are the games really going to be that much better if a one and two seed like Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State, they play an eight seed and they just beat them by 30 points in the first round? Like, is that really what we're looking for here? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like in the NCAA tournament, the 1-16. More times than not, that's a blowout. Even the 2s and 15s, most of the time, it's a blowout. Even the 3s and 14s here and there are blowouts, right? And so when you get more teams into the mix, you're getting lesser opponents, if that makes sense. So is that really going to make the games better? I don't know. But at the same time, more teams get in. So more teams have a shot, and more teams can – 
can you know can go on that so-called Cinderella story run and more teams have an actual chance to make it and win a national championship. So there's different sides of it. And I think right now for me, I'm glad that it's staying at four. I've said that already, and I, I'm sticking with that right now. I'm glad that it's staying at four as of right now. But if you want my honest opinion, expansion is coming. Whether you want it or not, expansion is coming. That's my final take for today. The playoff is going to expand whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not. It's going to expand, and it's because of money. They can make a lot of money on these games when they put them on TV, when they put them on ESPN. They make millions of dollars every time they put a game on. Why would they not create more of them? Why would they not create more games to make more money, right? They are going to do whatever makes the most money. They are going to do whatever puts more dollar bills in their pocket. That's just, that's it. That's just facts. They are going to do whatever it takes to make more money. So whether you want it or not, college football playoff expansion, it's coming. That's it for the Monday edition of On the Line. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.